0: Steven, it's a new year, it's 2022, and I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think?
1: I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me, and I'm going to dig in to
0: a whole nother year of... You can't disappoint a podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on
1: your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How, how can they
0: get in this pool Zach, if you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Can't Disappoint Podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week, You Can't Disappoint show and all kinds of Patreon-exclusive content coming all the time, Stephen. We'd love for you to support
1: us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappoint we are also on Instagram at can't disappoint Podcast, and we're
0: on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image, product review site. Leave us a review there. Uh, There's like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast.
1: Cannonball!
0: I'll put like a big splash splat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you remember to say yee Anyone that didn't loses a turn. Collect your coins! Hey, okay, Anthony, I'll trade you two snakes for a bullet. Just say yes! I don't wanna die. Stop her, Rachel, stop her. Bang? No, bit five. Tornado! Tornado! tornado. Nine, tornado. Pass, seven. Reverse. Two tornado. Pass. Double. Draw! Bang! Oh, come on. You son of a
0: bitch. Come on. Come on. Come on. If one of you rolled your bullet number, you're the winner! You're fast forward to the red screen to get you gold! Steven, I feel like I have the suds.
1: Oh, you know what we gotta do? Huh. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta wet you down and yeah. lather you up and Ooh. squeeze you.
0: That honestly sounds nice. <laughs> I just wanna, yeah, tell everyone at the start of the show because I spend so much of the show talking that I've been kind of sick the last two days. But the show must go on, so I'm sorry if you have to give uh, uh, give me a little grace if you hear my mouth breathing or my my sniffly noises. I can't help it. You but- get no grace today. I'm looking forward to the distraction that doing this show can so often be. Right at the top of the show, well, first we can introduce ourselves. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Uh, I'm Zach, I'm in a fever dream, and I've been spending all day practicing my smile.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm Steven, and I'm still waiting on my plate of
0: white lies, Zach. Police be shooting them, something be booping them. I don't that was know all great. the words. Thanks, I tried. Welcome to the podcast, everybody! I want to start the very beginning of the show by mentioning that as of the release day of this podcast, tomorrow is our show's two-year anniversary. Aw. Isn't that nuts? Two full years of doing this on a regular basis? I think we've missed an entire week, like, one time in two years. That's wild. And that was because I
1: was, like, moving and doing a competition. And and I was on a trip. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. We've been doing this for a long time now, and we're getting... So very close to the end of it.
1: Yeah, we're just, like, edging along. We're, like, I know. right there, but I not know. quite.
0: That's crazy. I still, man, to think of our journey from pressing record on that very first episode yeah. with not a ton of confidence, no, like, sound paneling or anything stifled awkwardness and and we weren't really in the 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 flow and sense of humor and just going from then to now i feel like is insane yeah it's crazy over the two years on the main podcast feed including all the bonus episodes and everything we put out before this episode 111 podcast jesus christ and i don't know how many patreon episodes we've totaled to, but we're nearing 100 over there because we've done like 60 of the pre-show yeah that's nuts that's what wow. a journey we, it's been. I love doing it. It's been it. fun. Yeah. And I can't help but as we're getting to the end of community, start to feel like we've barely even started on yeah. on where the cosmos can take us. You know, it's just a move to the beat of jazz. Yeah. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing all right. You know, how I'm, I'm here today. Uh-huh. Feeder healing. That's good. Uh, my heart's healing from oh. you telling me that you wouldn't.
0: Marry me? Uh, mm. I wasn't so, gonna bring it up, but that is—you know—that that elephant is kind of in the room, isn't it? Stephen did propose to me a few days ago, and I—I I think my my quote was "fuck no."
1: <laughs> yeah, he didn't Beautiful have to take ring. my great grandfather's ring and throw it into the ocean, Zach. That was pretty unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I was thinking after that—that that was really mean. I could have gotten some money out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to
1: spit on me either. I didn't really get the whole point of that. I think
0: you're sweet. I think you're nice. Your balls are just way too big. Mm. (laughs) You've just got these huge, meaty, uh, cinnamon (laughs) bun-sized testicles.
1: I can only wear Tommy Bahama
0: shorts. (laughs) And I I can't look at that for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Come on.
1: Welcome to the podcast,
0: everybody. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Not a lot going on with me. I got a car, actually. Hey, bam, bam, beep, beep. I hadn't really mentioned all of my car woes on the podcast, but I've been weekly paying for a rental car for seven months since having my car totaled by a deer because I work out of my car. And it's been a nightmare. And now I have a car, but I had to finance it. So it's going to be another nightmare,
1: you know. Well, it's great to to have wheels. It's not so great to pay for those wheels. Yes.
0: Also, I went to see another movie. I saw the unbearable weight of massive talent, the movie where Nicolas Cage plays Nick Cage. Uh, It was interesting. I didn't have very high expectations for it. Something I've been noticing with movies and TV shows lately that I really wish I didn't notice, but that really bothers me, is Mm -hmm. I can super tell when something's been made on a COVID set. Mm. It feels like every scene only has, like, three people in it, and everyone's, like, standing kind of far. I just feel like I can tell, and it takes me out of movies a little bit. Yeah. And it's not really the movie's fault, obviously, because they can't do anything about it, but it bothers me a little. And the movie felt like it was too small. Like, if it could have been made a couple years ago, it would have been a lot bigger and maybe better. Mm. Um, Because the plot looked funny. Yeah, but really, I thought the story was really stupid and really predictable, uh, it was, like, the Nicolas Cage, Nick Cage-isms throughout the movie is what made it kind of worth watching. Mm-hmm. There, he, like, also plays this younger version of himself that looks terrifying with, like, oh the de-age stuff they did to him. And there's a part where he pretty much does the Abed thing, and it's awesome. Uh, but yeah. also, I thought, like, the movie thought thought it was really, really meta and clever. But it was kind of in, like, the don't look up kind of way, where, like, mm. your normal asshole idiot is going to be like, oh, I think they're trying to make a joke about the movie itself. Whereas I'm <laughs> like, oh my god, this is so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I saw Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Just getting Marvel movies lately have been getting some mixed reactions. The Eternals was kind of a mixed reaction. This one, which was so hyped, and maybe that's why. It Seems to be getting kind of a mixed yeah. reaction. Well,
1: I think the problem is that they're doing I mean, Disney owns it now and they're like, we Mm. can keep making a shit ton of money if we keep putting eight of these out of a year, so let's Mm. put eight out a year.
0: Yeah, there's just something not fun about how like none of them are just a movie They're all like a movie that's also like got strings connected to like the three before it and the three after it and the TV show that's coming out in a few months, which is cool. And if you love Marvel, which I know so many people do, I think that'd be great because it seems to be mostly quality content. But if you just want to every now and then check out one of the superhero movies, it seems like you've got to wait for like one of the gold stars like Black Panther or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or something that you can kind of just watch on its own.
1: Yeah, it was weird because, like, the movie started out, like, pretty okay. Like, it was fine. No spoilers, um, right? We're not going to spoil it no, for anybody. No, of course not. Uh, and then when Bruce Willis came out. <laughs> end, yeah. uh, you
0: but a <laughs> ghost the whole time?
1: <laughs> I Okay, so it was okay. Like, it was fine. It was, like, a bog-standard Marvel movie to start. Then it like got, like, bog. pretty good. And then a couple things happened in the movie that are very clear, like, jump shark bad moments. Wow. And I'm like, what the, f-? I literally looked at Danny and my sister and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And, and Danny looked at me on and point- She's like, wait, is this bad? And then my sister was <laughs> like, when did this become bad? And it like gets uh. God awful for like 40 minutes. And then it's fine, I guess.
0: Hi, Zach from the future here. We just had a discussion about the spoilers from Doctor Strange right after I said we weren't going to spoil anything. So I'm going to leave that in. And if you don't want to hear us spoil Doctor Strange, skip like three minutes until you hear me saying this again in the present. And then we'll be all caught up. Cool. I'll take this out. Tell me in a couple words, what's so bad? Um, there's like a
1: fight between two Doctor Stranges where they use music notes that's like Beethoven, and so they're fighting with like, like Beethoven. Physical music notes? Like they'll like play a note, like they'll like do their magic thing and it'll be like bum 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 and that like would attack one and they wouldn't be like do, 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 do. <laughs> and it was fing stupid, because it's him fighting himself. And then like uh they He, like, possesses a a dead version of himself that they show at the beginning of the movie as, like, dead. And it just, like, looks like a dead. He's, like, a scratch on his face. And then, like, time passes by, like, a day. And all of a sudden, he's, like, looks like the the zombie from Hocus Pocus. And he's, like, (laughs) zombie Doctor Strange. And then these Dementors come to fight him for doing that. But he's, like, wait, I'm not scared of you. And he makes them his cape. So he has, like, a Dementor cape. But for some reason, Rachel McAdams can like beat them hand to hand and like fight the Dementors <laughs> herself. But Doctor Strange and fucking Scarlet Witch are like no match for these guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. And all that happens. I feel like one all of after those movies another. These are like that though. <laughs> but they all happened one after another, and it did not look good. Also, huh. Sam Raimi directed it, so
0: Spider-Man Three, you know, which is a great movie. It's <laughs> top tier. I'm not kidding. I, like, unironically enjoy that movie. It's probably the worst of those three. But yeah. it's, like, f- it's what comic book movies never are anymore. It's, like, kind of fun. Yeah, I think that it and was intentionally the spiritual predecessor People to Thor Ragnarok. dunk on it, but I think the things that you're dunking on were supposed to be funny. Not in Doctor Strange. He was No, I'm talking about serious. Spider-Man 3 specifically. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man 3 yeah. is fucking hilarious. Well, I don't know what to use of that at all. So, here... We're going to do this. Hi, Zach from the future here. We just had a discussion about the spoilers from Doctor Strange right after I said we weren't going to spoil anything. So I'm going to leave that in. And if you don't want to hear us spoil Doctor Strange, skip like three minutes until you hear me saying this again in the present, and then we'll be all caught up. Cool. Okay, so that's fun. Let's get into community, shall we? Let's do it. Anything else you want
1: to cover before we do? Uh... Everyone should be watching Spy Family and
0: Kaguya-sama Love is War. That's all. Okay. I've been wa- uh, rewatching the first season of The Righteous Gemstones before I get into the second season. That show is f***ing incredible. I... Uh, what should You should watch on? it. Uh, HBO. HBO. It, it, okay, first I have HBO season's Max. only nine episodes. It's hilarious, and the story is really immersive, and you get really invested. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you should watch, like, the first episode, and you'll be sold. I can get behind short that seasons. I put it; it's a, a totally bit. different vibe, but it's the same uh, genre. It's the same family of shows on HBO like Barry that are both okay. hilarious and like Breaking Bad. Good Barry is great. Right. I watched the first couple
1: shows. episodes of the season of Barry. I haven't gotten to it yet,
0: but uh, and I probably like Barry a little well, when bit. When more Bruce than the Willis Rochester comes shows, out, you're gonna be shocked. Cool. <laughs> Today, oh I'm my to god! Talk about-
1: There's a f-ing thing I forgot to say that was also really weird from Doctor Strange, but I'll save we it. we already did it. We, we yeah. already did it. We can't spoil more. I, can i just it. tell you and you cut it
0: out yeah topher grace shows up <laughs> <The> Worst worst <laughs> that's elton john's album yeah. i think i don't know how bad of a spoiler that really is i think everybody he looked really silly all right we're here to talk about season five episode nine of community it's vcr repair and educational publishing The episode was directed by the phenomenal Tristram Shapiro, who directed more episodes than anyone did of Community, and it was written by Donald Diego, who only wrote this episode of Community, and I don't know anything about him, so that's it. It was originally aired on March 13th, 2014, and let's jump right in. Let's do some trivia. Let's do it. How many questions do you have this week, Zach? Seven. Holy shit. So I don't know know what happens. I have been. I have been.
1: I've got four questions this week, so why don't you okay. just give me three?
0: Oh, shit. What is Annie going to say next? Graham crackers. Good job. Oof. What poster is behind Annie and her brother when they are cutting carrots in the kitchen? Uh, Police puncher? Kick splasher. Kick
1: splasher? And when was pile of bullets released? Ooh, that was my first question, 1993. Only then one. I'll give you, I'll give you one more on then. Toes.
0: I'm going to keep going. What room specifically does the book heist take place in? Britta knows because e of the E-Wing
1: room 09 or something like that? That's
0: really close. I'm not going to totally give it yeah. to you, though. It was E9 in the East Wing. East Wing.
1: Okay, let me give you one. Okay. Uh, how much are the science textbooks worth? At the end or in the beginning? Um, how much are the science textbooks
0: thought to be worth? Like 200 apiece? you've got half of it what do you mean like twenty thousand dollars altogether? i know that's what she thinks i don't think i know really so two hundred dollars and 160 on the street oh okay i remember mm-hmm. that now i did pretty well yeah what page does shirley have trouble finding
1: ah that was my next question uh 105 so what you have one more question or you I have still one two? more go ahead according to the dean what Uh does he like and what should you not do
0: is it in the rap yeah in the beginning or in the end i don't know i know what you're you don't know i think it's in the end i mean i know because my question well it's just the way you worded it kind of confused me Mm -hmm. because my question one of them was the same i think you're speaking of don't step, don't step, don't step to me. I like coffee and water. Don't step to me. Absolutely. Because my question was going to be the coffee and water thing. So I have yeah. one more now. Mm-hmm. What is the pile of bullets actor? What's his name? His name in real uh-huh. life? Uh-huh. Like, it's in the intag. tag. In real life of the
1: show? Yeah, real life, real life? Not Vince Gilligan. Okay.
0: Um, in the N tag. Rodney. Devin. Devin, What's next? Oh, I know exactly what's next. It's the part where I get to blow my nose for 20 seconds as we find out, did Steven watch the episode did this Steven watch the episode this week? But you're wrong,
1: because we didn't do our emails yet.
0: It's time for Steven reads the emails. I always do it like that. You're being weird. <laughs> yeah, let's do some emails. What we got?
1: All right, our first one um, is from our good new buddy Artie,
0: um okay. and she art garfunkel says, glad to have you
1: yeah art well, good old Artie Garfi. uh f- she says she's a new ish listener alert um hi zach and steven hi. i wanted to say hi as a relatively new listener from the uk cool. i stumbled across your podcast and it's taken me the best part of a month to catch up from the pilot episode that's a that's,
0: lot
1: i'm sorry uh, wow. that's a
0: lot of us that's a lot <laughs> Thank
1: you and are yeah. you okay? I'd listen on my stupid on my daily stupid walks for my stupid mental health Aww. nights when I struggle to get sleep and even Aww. when I'm at the gym. I've been dealing with some recent tragedy and am as Vince Dean Le- as
0: Vice Dean Laybourne used to say. Wait, going wait, some wait. Stuff. You said and as Vince Dean Lee <laughs> Read it again, because the message was good, but I just had to <laughs> point
1: that out. I've been dealing with some recent tragedy, and I'm, as Vice Dean Laybourne used to say, going through some stuff. And Aww. listening in on your discussions about my favorite sitcom has been a welcome distraction. Well, thank you. That means a lot to hear that. That
0: really does. That's honestly about the nicest thing anyone podcast-related yeah. has ever said to us. Uh, yeah, genuinely. We'll be mean to you in the future, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's really cool. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, Already nice today. Um.
1: <laughs> Now, on to the episode, Okay. VCR Maintenance and Educational Publishing itself. Overall, I would say this episode is a middle-tier Season 5 episode. Neither subplots really grabbed my attention, especially compared to the two episodes it sandwiched between. As the top reviewer for this episode on IMDb says, Well, I'm a peanut bar, and I'm here to say that you can skip this episode after the cold open <laughs> they both did the subplots. research
0: already did the research i know I we love don't it. do the research we're not <laughs> quoting the top imdb reviews this shows on imdb um the sub
1: <laughs> both subplots seem very low stakes and the revelation that annie still harbored some resentment towards her brother over what their mother did seemed to just be thrown in at the last minute quite clumsily i don't completely it- agree you don't think so? It made me realize that we only get snippets of her backstory throughout the series, and it's a yeah. shame considering how many episodes in which she's portrayed as a lovesick schoolgirl. We yeah. could have had episodes where this part of Annie's character could have been explored. Then again, maybe that's a subject too dark for a sitcom. I feel what the I... need to.
0: I feel the need to counter argue that one already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because exactly. I like. The, I think that's a good take. But Community, as we've come to learn, has never been a show that focuses too much on stuff like that. So I think that we get the moment in the end of this episode is kind of a blessing in itself because we never get moments like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we would get more than that. And so I think this makes this episode one of those little snippets we get of Annie's past. And we learn quite a bit about Annie's past in that moment. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a really lovely moment that uh, strays from the tone of the rest of the episode, but I think makes it a little bit better of an episode than what it was. Mm. Yeah,
1: I, I, I thought I didn't more about it when that we that get an add in there. I don't think yeah. they necessarily built to it very well, but it was a nice little mic drop, I guess. I wish. Well, I it was... think it
0: also did a really good job of all of a sudden the one note actor, like the the one note of, of the character of Annie's brother, all of a sudden like has a different angle to it, and I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, I really like the like I was thirteen. Line. I think mean, that's good. Do they? You have to remind yeah, me because good. I obviously haven't finished the show. Um do they ever go into Annie and her mom again? I don't think so. Mm. Um, what I do like about this episode, besides the dean's phenomenal rap, which has a version on YouTube that is set to Redbone, they provided a link. I'll definitely click on awesome. that later. Um, maybe we'll play it at the end of the show. Right. What I also like, other than that, is that it's a strong Shirley episode. Shirley is definitely my MVP for this episode as the reluctant but obvious badass. In the other subplot, I enjoyed not only the appearance of Brie Larson's Rachel, but Abed and Troy's dorm buddy Pavel. Isn't think... Brie Larson
0: the cutest? Yeah, she's, she's cutest. adorable. She's adorable.
1: Um, I think he's a funny minor character that doesn't seem to be talked about as often as other recurring characters. I agree. Also, on my last rewatch, I noticed the photo of Troy and Abed stuck in a vending machine on Annie and Uh Abed's fridge. It's a wonderful reference to season one, and I can't believe I hadn't noticed that sooner. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode. All the best to you
0: guys. Artie. That was an A-tier. Why did I I have trouble saying that? There... (laughs) I'm sick. Give it that, was eight year. that was an eight-year... <laughs> that was an eight-year email, Artie, so thank you for it. Yeah, that was great.
1: Thanks, Artie. We look forward to hearing from you again. We hope everything works out for you, and you've got a couple of friends over at You Can't Disappoint a <laughs> Podcast. Hey,
0: I didn't say it earlier at all, actually. We skipped the whole thing, and I'll use this as a plug for... Patreon.com Patreon. <laughs> slash can't disappoint podcast. That's where you're going to find all our extra content. A lot of fun uh, bi weekly extra content. Really cool. And we didn't shout out our Papa. We'll shout him out at the end of this email when we get in. Yeah, we got to shout out our
1: patrons and our Papa.
0: Yeah. Okay, so since I mentioned Patreon, our patrons over at patreon.com slash can disappoint podcast are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, Taylor Ace, Planeswalker Prez, and Artie? Question mark? That's for us to find out in a future week. <laughs> Pressure's we'll on, her, Art. We'll get her to put in the money before we start doing really offensive British accents. Whenever we, talk my about British Artie. accent is f***ing great. Said I, I can do American regional British. Who accents. Can't do a British. Oh my god! I can't wait to not believe that. What neighborhood are you from, Artie? I'll butcher it. Let's hear Essex right now. Essex.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah. Do they have any questions? (laughs) Any questions? Um, All right. Our next email is from our proud Pappy. Oh, they they, they didn't have any trivia. Uh, No. Okay. Mm, B plus email, Uh, Artie. All right. Our next email is from good old daddy Frosted Flake himself.
0: We love him getting all up in our flakes, flaking together. He's uh, great.
1: It's our proud
0: tiger daddy, <laughs> Matt from Communities. The way I look at Matt from Communies and Tony the Tiger is about the same.
1: <laughs> yeah. Man. Tony, they both Tiger's got sure big a daddy real-chested vibes. man, isn't he? Yeah. He could just <laughs> swaddle me. Uh, hi, guys. This is such a wild episode, but Spencer, Dan's dungeon master from Harmontown, yep. does well in his first acting role. Despite being in scenes with the future Oscar winner Brie Larson, yep. who was perfect as Abed's Rachel, and I too would have thrown away Apple stock options if Gina Gershon told me to. Not as sure about the cocaine. Come on, Dad, just
0: sniff a little. Come on, you're a movie star. It's the '80s. You're basically, you're basically Luke Skywalker. If you do cocaine, it's an immediate job on Saturday Night Live.
1: Yeah, so you might as well. It's it's necessary. Um, FYI. Yvette loves Paul Williams, known mostly for his music, and with Vince Gilligan joining for the episode, I've always assumed Dan spent most of season four watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, my MVP? Probably surely. That story was a was an unhinged or that, mm, that story was unhinged, but Yvette kept it believable. Uh, Communies, Matt, and we have some trivia. Uh, what pictures on the fridge? It's, it's uh, a them stuck in the vending machine. Mm-hmm. Um, where did Rachel mop? Was it Kmart? Is that where she works? <laughs> yeah. She's, she's she real, real good. She mops real good. Uh, what is the name of the pile of bullets narrator? Not in the video, but in the end tag. Devin. Devin. All right. Answers. First one, a picture of Troy and Abed from season one stuck in a vending machine. Yeah, we know it. We got it. Yeah. It wasn't just because it already said what it was. We knew before. Yeah, uh, we knew Where did Rachel before. Mop? k k k Kmart. Um, And then, of course, Vince Gilligan plays the actor extraordinaire, uh, the thespian do 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 supreme, do 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 do. Devin. <laughs> Thank you for those emails, Artie
0: and Daddy. Well, now it means it must be time for none other than our favorite moment of the episode. It is time for Steven. Wait, did Steven watch the episode this week? Did Steven watch the episode this week? Jump. Thanks, Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that was not she cookie, is Monster. For cookie.
1: God, I'm not gonna do that. Cut that. How part. you feeling? I don't cut shit. <laughs> I How you didn't feeling the shit? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling Ooh. like I can describe some of what happens. That can I feel like I haven't been super confident in myself lately, and it's and it's come out okay. So maybe yeah. if I have a little more confidence and believe in myself, I can
0: bump up my grade a little bit. That's a beautiful lie you got yourself believing <laughs> right there. There's 20 seconds on the clock. Do you feel prepared? I think so. All right. Three, two, one, go. Okay.
1: Annie's going to be giving out jobs for the, for the committee. Surely <laughs> they find a bunch of books. They try to sell them, but they're frauds in the end. Abed wants brother uh, to move in and uh, Annie wants her brother to move in, but she's mad because mommy didn't love her. Uh, but they don't want to move in. They have their own life, so they play 1993
0: games. Stop. Bull- what the f***? <laughs> f. <laughs> <laughs> Q Pierce, did he say S? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Not your best. <clears throat> I really Not was your doomed best.
1: from the start, Zach. What did I say? Well,
0: <laughs> you said, okay. <laughs> then you laughed. <sighs> then about eight seconds later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did I say about Annie? Annie, mommy didn't love me. <laughs>
0: I did not hear any of it. It was an F from the moment it started. I didn't need to hear it.
1: I said, Annie Annie and her brother have problems because mommy didn't love her. I got a lot of main
0: plot points. (laughs) You barely got a pile of bullets.
1: I called it 93 bullet
0: game. (laughs) Alright, so let's move right over that and talk about some... Oop, I just knocked my microphone after I yelled at you for... Hey, Zach, for I don't need you to
1: stop things. hitting your microphone on the recordings. It's really uh, annoying.
0: I'm in a daze right now. <laughs> so you just gotta go with it. Let's talk about some favorite funny moments. I wrote down a bunch. I wrote down quite a few, too. Uh, for being an episode that the first time I watched it, I didn't think I'd have that many. Mm-hmm. Let's, so let's rapid
1: fire back and forth. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Uh, the Dean payday rap. That's my first one, too. Yeah. It just is obviously the payday bar. hmm All yeah. of it. All the of it. The rap, the progression of how intense it gets, and then his turn when he has no idea what just overcame <laughs> him, to him running out of the room, to, like, the shots of everyone else reacting to it. Like, Shirley's, like, scared by it, to then after he leaves, the shot, like, lingers for a second on Jeff and Britta, and Britta breaks, like, Gillian breaks and laughs in the <laughs> moment. It's... That's incredible! It's perfect. Top five moments of the entire series. Oh yeah,
1: that's great. I I laughed really loud. Give me another one. Uh, I ain't living in a whack
0: ass carrot cutting whatever the, the brother was. <laughs> that was really funny. I put the whole. Is it cool if I poop? No, yeah. Anthony. Just keep cutting carrots. I don't think you heard what he said.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Um, I liked when he asked Brie Larson, do you know what happens when you die? And she's like, no. And he's like, lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: when Annie and Abed are doing a handshake in progress. I yeah, thought that, was, that really was really
1: funny. funny. Um, I love when Chang, after Brita's like smells like weed, but not my weed and
0: check like legalize legalize it it. don't check you guys are doing something shady i'm okay with um i put just anthony when nobody knows how to play the game and anthony's just going bang 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 bang." (laughs) that was my next one really funny I
1: i think that was the funniest part of that whole game was him doing that that was really really funny i don't know mine is coming up um the guy slipping and falling when Abed did his like rain uh, apology scene, and she's like, "Oh, it you was hired such a stuntman." A good,
0: he sold that slip. And oh, fall. he really like it looked like he really fell.
1: Mm-hmm. That the was perfect good.
0: use of the squeak sound effect. Great yeah. work. I put Chang's ransom video. The that whole was like cool. when he's kissing on the book, and then at the end he's like, "I'm on parole." <laughs> really funny. Do you have more or are you done? That's my last one I wrote. I've got two more. My favorite joke from all of, or my favorite just little funny weird thing from them playing the game is when they're, Andy and Abed are like working really hard on the game and like shaking dice and stuff and Abed goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> I think that part's really funny. And the last thing I wrote was a Brie Larson line when she says, and I do not like that side of VCR technology. <laughs> that was really funny too. What do you think of this episode? It sounds like
1: you liked it. I, I laughed a lot it I thought it was really funny. I don't think that there are any earth shattering plots, but I, I love that Brie Larson's there. I love the. I think the whole bullet game is hilarious. And if you've ever played like a. either played a
0: VHS Let's game Let's talk but about I've that. That's DVD one of the games. things I wanted to bring up. I had some DVD games, I had a Lilo and Stitch one that I really liked. Nice. I had the Star Wars DVD Trivial Pursuit mm-hmm. game, and it was hard as
1: f. It'd be like how many balls did the wampum on
0: this planet in shot 14AC have? And now imagine if it was on a VHS tape and it was like fast forward to minute 45 30 seconds to see if you got it right. <laughs> That sounds
1: like a nightmare. It sounds awful. Also, games used to be complicated as fuck. I feel like they were like there was like a series of like like Ticket to Ride type shit where uh-huh. it was like really elaborate and like Catan. And then we got Candyland years, and now it's back to like this game is called Computer Monitor Button Six. To play, you must uh, have three friends and
0: a dog. You're going off on games right now, as I I think your math on Candyland versus Catan might be off a little bit.
1: I, I think that game's
0: pretty old. I do old. Candyland,
1: think... and then Candyland came around. And <laughs> Candyland f-ed up came along thanks to
0: that goddamn Katy Perry. And now they're putting out these games that are like funny and gross. That are like, who can poop the fastest? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do it while you like wear a mask that like plugs your nose and spreads your lips open or something. Oh my god! Yeah, people do weird. Uh, what? What's There's your that favorite? Game? There's that game where you, you have to, to like, like put talk. It... I've never played it because played the it idea once. of putting that thing in my mouth disturbs me. I played it and once. People don't know favorite. what I'm talking about. You like it? Like stretches your mouth, or like it opens your mouth and holds. It's a plastic like. Gap Looks like thing a dentist tool. Yeah, and um, then you pass it to the next person, and they put it in their mouth. Top three favorite. And this is not best, but your favorite board games of all time. Ooh, it's tough. I really like board games. I like Monopoly a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm really into this game we've been playing over the last year called Betrayal at the House on the Hill. It's a strategy game about a haunted house. That's really fun. And a third, huh, let me think of like a when I was a kid. Uh, I really like Battleship.
1: Battleship's cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's got to be Don't Sink in the Sink, the Veggie okay. Tales board game. That was fun as
0: shit. Well, that reminds me of, what's the Don't Break the Ice?
1: Yeah. That one's yeah. it's the same thing. That's a fun one. Um, I really you like Trouble. The
0: Veggie Tale version. Trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's kind of fun.
1: And I would probably either go Monopoly or Candyland. I like... Actually, Scrabble. I'll go Scrabble next. Scrabble's super I like fun. My family used to play Scrabble really intensely. And as a little kid, that's pretty
0: intimidating. I've never played a game of Scrabble. I love it. We should Scrabble. You like, it like Wordle? Kinda. It has letters. I'm not always very good at it. It has mm. letters. Yeah. Well, let's get into the episode. What do you say? Let's do it. A blueska do. We can too. I've been really liking the running joke of something that Annie says in the beginning of every episode that's like what the Save Greendale committee is doing. Her joke about, all right, it's decided. The urinals <laughs> in the women's bathroom will become planters. I think that's really <laughs> funny. That's really funny. I feel like the show is really settling into a comfortable place in season I five. I think so too.
1: I like... It doesn't feel out of place to have Hickey
0: there at all. It doesn't or Chang, feel, yeah, Chang. Fits I don't know if he's here really right well. now, but he's around most of the time. No, yeah. he's not here right now. And it's also such a delight. Abed and Rachel walk in. We haven't seen Rachel since earlier this season when they refound each other and got back mm-hmm. together. Uh, they come in really excited about pile of bullets. It's a obscure VCR game that Rachel bought for Abed, which is a cute present. Yeah. Uh, I really like having Rachel around. I think it shows a cute angle of Abed growing up, and, and it doesn't feel like it sells out anything that makes Abed Abed, but it does feel like he's, like, spreading his roots a little bit, and it's really nice.
1: Yeah, and I love that this isn't, like, day two of their relationship. I like that we get to see them a month in, so we know that this has been, like, progressing, and that's great. It's funny.
0: I don't really know... Why I think this is funny, but the moment when Hickey's like, oh, you've been together a month or a year or whatever that they say right here? I should learn your name, young lady. And she's like, oh, Rachel. And he says, okay, nice to meet you, (laughs) Rachel. You can go. You can go. (laughs) I don't know why I thought that was funny, but it was. Yeah. Ovid thinks his relationship is 12 times more efficient than regular relationships, so a month equals a year. (laughs) That's kind of what me and Lily were like. Yeah. We moved in together after, like, a month. That was wild. Yeah. The recurring joke from the Lie Detector episode about Jeff's Netflix account was funny. Uh, When Jeff's like, I need to change my Netflix password, and Abed already did. He's like, what is it? Nice try. I thought that was a funny (laughs) one. Yeah, I think that's really funny. I also really like the way uh, that kind of sets up Annie and Abed's story here, where... Ovid mentions wanting to do something with Rachel but not having any money to take her out. And I really like the way Annie delivers her line of like, well, my brother's coming over and I'm broke too. I really like when shows, for a second, they do seem like real people. Of course they're broke. They don't have that much money. Uh, And I like when they call attention to that and it seems like believable. I do too. I like the bit. What are you making, (laughs) salmon? (laughs) Butter noodles? (laughs) Butter noodles are my favorite. (laughs) And then here is the iconic moment. Uh, the the Dean comes in, In I feel like the first time I saw this, I did not recognize immediately what he was supposed to be. Until he said payday. Yeah, I feel like when he said payday, I was like, okay. Because I feel like they get, they told the props department, like, we need to make the Dean look like a payday bar. And they <laughs> did the best that they could. That's a pretty tough ask. Yeah. They did the best they could, but it's... A little hard to tell for sure that it's Peanuts almost. Well, see, I think he just looks like one big giant cluster of Peanuts. Yeah, well, that's basically what, have you not had a payday bar?
1: I've had a payday, but I'm saying I I didn't immediately think candy bar. I thought Peanut Man. Okay,
0: Peanut Man. Apparently the guy holding the, uh, and you can kind of tell right here, the guy holding the piano and playing the beat for the Dean, that's Jonathan Banks' son. Oh, wow. Can you kind of tell just a little bit? I did not know. Can you tell looking at him here?
1: Not at all. I really? Don't you don't think like he kind of looks
0: like Jonathan Banks? just a little... Not at all. Jonathan ask... Banks is an old man. I want to ask you a question. Young. If this was another show, and let's say Sheldon came into the Big Bang Theory living room and said bazinga and started rapping about uh, white men and Barack Obama being scared of me, it wouldn't be funny. Now I I don't I say this as like a person who doesn't have a right to have an opinion, but when Jim Rash does it, it seems really funny, and he really is cha- like channeling something else. And I just yeah, to I see. If you that, have any thoughts on like why it works and how they towed that line, or how he tows I think that it's line. absolutely a hundred percent
1: down to the delivery from Jim Rash because he's a hundred percent in it, and mm-hmm. it's even funnier because afterwards he's like I don't I don't know what or who that was. like he's, he's possessed because it starts so cute.
0: He's the like way he's like putting along. his hands around your checks will arrive on another day. And then it just takes over him. Another dollar. And it's this a, a progression. Like... Jim Rash does another such a good color. job of like <laughs> each section gets more and more intense. Shirley looks so scared. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's genuinely upset by it. He knows the way he he's shaking his that. hands like a baby, he's like, I just, I just have to get this off me. And watching him waddle, there's too much fucking shit on me. Watching him waddle <laughs> side to side as he goes out of the room is really funny. Yeah, and then th- Jonathan, that shot that like lingers for a second of them just watching as he left, and Jonathan Banks' son with the keyboard like looks for a second like, am I supposed to go to what am I supposed <laughs> to here? And then it cuts to the theme song. Oh, Jesus Christ, is it a classic moment of the show? It's incredible. Something that I feel like they could have only done in season five. They couldn't have done that in an earlier season. Yeah, I don't think it would have It would have worked the same. The Deans evolved a lot in this season to be a different kind of weird and funny. Oh, yeah. I want to shout out real quick. Do you know about the movie? Maybe you don't. There's a movie coming out called Bros. I'm not familiar. It's the first major studio rom-com. It's a Judd Apatow movie. It's mm-hmm. the first major studio rom-com to feature a fully LGBT cast. And nice. it's like a, a comedy about gay men. And I and it's Billy Eichner wrote it and is starring in it. Oh cool. And when I first saw that, I kind of thought more good for everybody that something like that is happening mm-hmm. than I actually thought I'd be that interested in it. But I saw the trailer yesterday and it's hilarious. It looks like it's gonna be so funny. And I'll Jim Rash up. is in it. And I'm on he board. has a moment in the trailer that is so funny. I'll have to look it up. Is it on the YouTube, Zach? Yeah, sure. It looks really funny, and it's got a great cast. Nice. I'm excited to see it now. So now we're in Abed and Annie's apartment after the theme song, and this is when we meet Annie's brother. What's... I, I keep forgetting Andrew? His name. Anthony? Anthony? Is it Anthony? I think it might be Anthony. Anthony. Uh, mm-hmm. We meet Annie's brother, who is very... I don't know. How would you describe him and his demeanor and his delivery? He's very dry, very, like, monotone. But it also feels like uh we get in later lines that reveal a little bit more of his psyche but it yeah. feels like he's like that but he's got this wall up that's covering a lot of like darkness he seems like it he's not just some boring dude but he's like scene shit he knows what happens when you die he knows what happens but yeah that guy i knew before the episode when it first aired because he was the dungeon master and sidekick on dan Harmon's podcast harmontown Mm. Uh, so this was just kind of like a dan having his buddy come be on the show and it was really wholesome because the guy spencer had never been in a show or anything before and -hmm. he talked on the audio commentary about just being so nervous and and overwhelmed by all of it and it was really cute he did a great job yeah yeah he did abed comes in i think this episode is a really really good episode that pairs Annie and Abed together. Yeah, I think Uh, so. It almost makes me wish they'd been doing it all season, giving them little things like this. Even Mm -hmm. to the details of, like, they live in this apartment. Uh, I like the line here in a second when they're like, uh, we're broke, landlord's in jail, things are tight, <laughs> uh, and they have a refrigerator door that's broken, and they just have this like lived-in thing together of roommates yeah. that know the system of how we're going to open and close the refrigerator together. <laughs> I think stuff like that is really funny. They feel like real roommates here, even more so than they ever did when Troy was around. Oh, absolutely. Fastest door fix ever. I have no idea. He doesn't even have any tools or anything. Anthony walks up to the refrigerator door like hovers over it for a few seconds and then it's fixed he's a wizard zach And he takes abed over to the side to um uh bring up what's gonna be the impetus of their their thing here uh she mentions maybe it would be good to have anthony move in with them while abed and annie are having this conversation i like what's going on with anthony in the back when he's like do i just keep cutting carrots yes <laughs> is it cool my <laughs> poop no just keep cutting carrots i think it's really funny <laughs> Uh, we don't get to see a lot of what Annie and Anthony's like childhood relation would have mm-hmm. been like, but it, it, I feel like this gives away what it was like a little bit. Yeah. Have they uh, ever Abed, mentioned Annie having a brother before this episode? I'm not sure, but I the show's never been too invested in stuff like that. So yeah. maybe they have in a little thing. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Abed doesn't want Anthony to move in. He wants to suggest that Rachel moves in, and Annie, rightfully so, thinks that they haven't been together long enough for that, and she doesn't want yeah. to live with with Abed's girlfriend of like a month. That that's kind of crazy. It's a little wild. However, I also believe that Abed should be able to say like, I don't really want your brother to live here either. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we get in the end. But I I see where the struggle is here. Yeah. Uh, when they start yelling at each other, the whack ass, cutting carrot ass brother, <laughs> not knowing if he can take a poop ass. <laughs> And then i, I guess was it was just time. air <laughs> i love this whole moment because he says that it kind of catching abed and annie talking about him and then abed does the smile he's been practicing at him <laughs> and then he tries to do back. <laughs> and it just makes it really awkward that's a really funny bit okay now let's talk about this what is this the a plot or is this the b plot the books i thought it was the a plot when i was watching it but i think it's the b plot i think it's the b plot too Um, so we didn't mention it at the beginning of the episode, but a bunch of the Save Greendale committee members all, uh, committed themselves to the same task because usually Annie gives the the easiest one first and then they get harder, but it turns out that this was the only task. So now all of the other members are stuck organizing a storage room together, which feels out of place to them because a custodian would do that kind of thing. And I think this subplot is what works the least about the episode for me. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't like watching it. I just kind of feel like it doesn't really go anywhere and there's nothing really that special about it. But something that I do like about it is it's a plot that kind of makes this half of the episode a bottle episode where it just puts all of these, like, six characters in a room together and lets them bounce off each other. Yeah. That I do like. It kind of reminds me of the episode where they're all in the room hiding from Shirley when Jeff's about to get in a fight. It's really similar vibes to It kind of reminds me of stuff like that, and I do like that. Shirley's joke about Catholics on Judgment Day. It's no, hot in here. I thought that here. was funny. It's hot in here. I'm sweating like a Catholic on Judgment Day. Just a little Protestant humor. I told Danny I, I was going
1: to make that joke when I met her grandmother. And they're she's very like, Catholic. you can. She won't understand it because she doesn't speak English. And That's said, funny. They're very yeah. Catholic.
0: Yeah. Well, she might be like, did you say Protestant? <laughs>
1: The summons the Pope. All religions are
0: different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Jeff walks up to the vent. There's no air coming out of it. It's really hot in this place, which uh, makes him open up the vent. doesn't really look like a vent, but they did a good job with this prop. It's like a closet with like a vent top. And I even noticed that... They filmed, they shot these moments as to not be able to see the top of this prop. So Mm -hmm. it looks like a vent that goes up to the ceiling. But it's not. Don't be fooled. It's not. Don't be fooled. Don't Don't be fooled. fooled. That's not a vent. That's not a vent. It's Uh, not a real vent, people. To see why uh, it's blocked. To see what's going on here. As if Jeff would know what to do with a vent. (laughs) And he opens it up. And there's a bunch of stuff Also, what vent opens like a door. A bunch of... I know a bunch of uh, uh, clean, wrapped, new books, school books. And I remember when I first saw this episode, I was in high school and mm-hmm. I didn't really realize how striking gold that was. But it is. College textbooks are expensive as fuck. Yeah. Why do you buy them new or used? Well, especially when I just bumped the shit out of my microphone. Oh, my God. <laughs> especially like at the time this was coming out you want to come replace steven you seem to prepare way more than he does i bet artie (laughs) wouldn't hit her mic Artie would never hit her mic um
1: but like this was back before amazon was the monster that it was that you could get your school books on you think
0: so 2014
1: yeah amazon i did you order stuff from amazon as frequently as you do now in high school 2014 i think
0: i did yeah, don't make that face. I think 2014 isn't as long as what were you, you think What were it is. you ordering from Amazon, Zach? When I I'll tell you this, I'm not scared. The very first time I was getting into having sex when I was in high school, I bought all kinds of flavored lube and shit off of Amazon. Nice. Yeah, I'm not scared. You ask a question
1: and I answer it. All right, I stand. To, I didn't start using Amazon until
0: <laughs> after. Yeah. It was unfortunate too because the flavored lube it wasn't it wasn't what you'd think it'd be. Because I don't just think kinda, it'd be good. I no, well, like it tastes like the stuff it's supposed to taste like, but also it's still lube, and you don't want to like taste it. Yeah. This show brought to you by Amazon.com, <laughs> home of a hundred million flavors of lube. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, come on the show.
1: I like that you can't buy weed paraphernalia. Like easily on Amazon anymore, but you sure can buy like a flavored lube when you're 16.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, where was that? Where are we talking about? Oh, yeah, the, the fake vent. I don't have a lot to say about this subplot. Yeah, I they, think it's they found fun books. to watch. It's funny, it's fun to watch them off of each other. Uh, they find these books, they're gonna realize that they're worth some money, and everyone starts taking that really seriously, and everyone is really into the idea of going, like, real dirty with this thing. Yeah. I like Jeff's line when Shirley says, why are there books in the vent? Why is there hot sauce in the bathrooms? It's Greendale. <laughs> so funny. I've been really liking Jeff in this kind of step back from the action, uh, be a part of the group mentality. We're going to get a couple Jeff episodes in, in, in the rest of the season, but I really like him being, like, yeah. one of the players. I think he gets to be funnier when he when Joel just gets to be Joel. So they're trying to decide if these missing books, like if they were to do something with it, if anybody's going to come looking for them. I also like that Hickey, when he's telling them why they should do this, that he makes a reference to the, to the <laughs> thing. He's like, "Do you think any money is going to go towards our paychecks, or do you think it's going to go towards making another wrapping?" <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That yeah. what happened at the cold open really did happen. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like this episode is just missing like a, a thing that makes it as funny. I don't know what I don't know what I'm missing, but then getting so worked up and intense about this doesn't get me excited or get me really laughing that much. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not not
1: good behavior. I don't care about
0: it. It's just not good <laughs> behavior. I, I feel it, this is one of those things that feels like uh, I've said this before in the past, but not for a while. Like uh, a subplot that the version of Community that its first ten episodes of or, or so led it to seem like it was going to be. Yeah, that like kind of more happy sitcommy, sunshiny, totally uh, uh, school stories before it went real zany. Yeah, and especially after last week being meow meow beans, this does kind of feel like a lull. Yeah, totally. You know what they literally said in the commentary? They said that the impetus of the idea for this episode was that one of them heard that on Modern Family they work from like eleven to five. And they were like, that sounds really nice. Let's work from 11 to 5 like Modern Family. Oh, my God. And then they did this episode. That's outrageous. I mean, good for them if you if you can yeah. work from 11 to 5. So, yeah, they're all kind of building this heist. That's maybe something the episode was missing. If there was, like, a heist or if there was, like, a threat to them doing this, mm-hmm. there never really seems to be a real threat to them doing this. And then in the end, we'll get to it later, but when they start tying each other up and stuff... It doesn't feel like for that good of a reason.
1: Yeah, it's just like okay, we're gonna do this now, and then all of a sudden
0: everybody's tied up. I don't know. I thought this dinner table scene was really cute with everybody mm-hmm. around the dinner table, and Annie and Abed both have their motives of what they want out of this dinner, and the their their I don't know brother and significant other react accordingly.
1: Yeah, they're trying to make it seem like you know whoever they're trying to suggest would live there
0: is would would match. And so they perfectly have no with... idea. But yeah. Abed's like, Rachel. Why don't you tell Annie about your water pick? Oh, yeah, I I own a water pick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she mops good. <laughs> I like. Is, is this, this a real a conversation? We're being bugged by the feds. That's so funny. Brie Larson and gets it gold lines every this time. This is her Great. best episode, I
0: think. Yeah, for sure. It's unfortunately also her last episode, I think, which sucks with how the episode ends. Yeah, but she went off to win Oscars and save the planet and all that. Yes. That's pretty cool. I could see why you'd leave community for that. Yeah. I like Annie and Abed leave the table to, you know, be bad guests and talk about them separately. And I like that it lingers on the table enough for Rachel and Anthony to have this moment of, what do you think happens after you die? Um, (laughs) I don't know. You're lucky. (laughs) What do you? I like this line. They're talking about, like, stop trying to sell me so hard on your person. And Abed's like, you're like ice cream cake, overkill. <laughs> because it is. Yeah, I, like I think ice, ice cream, cream cake is cake, a lot. But, I'm
1: not a big cake person. Actually, I like ice cream cake more than normal cake.
0: So I guess I don't really – I don't know. I mean, I'll eat either, but I'm not gobsmacked over either mm-hmm. either. Either either. I like, uh, good, uh, I like a good cheesecake. Okay. Like I'm the Hershey's the cheese.
1: cheesecakes from Burger King. Delicious. Those aren't
0: cheesecakes.
1: Yeah. No. They're cheesecake slices. No, it's not
0: cheesecake, it's like a puddin' pie.
1: Wrong, it's... it's called cheesecake, so it's cheesecake. It's No, it's not, it's like a Sunday pie is what it's called. You wanna f- with me, Zach? I'll Google it right now. I'll Google it right now. You are gonna be so stupid. Some spillover from the pre-show.
0: It wasn't as fast as I thought it would be.
1: Oh, well don't worry, I'll get there. I'm getting there. Shut the f- up, Steven. Well, you know
0: what? F- You—they used to
1: have a regular no, cheesecake. No. Now they it's have a sir Sunday Cheese Sunday pie.
0: pie. Yep. No, they've never had a cheesecake. They. D- oh, don't f- with me there, Zach. Because they sure did used to have a normal cheesecake. But you didn't say a normal cheesecake. You said a Hershey's cheesecake, and it's a Sunday pie. Because. Burger King expands its menu with the introduction no, of two new cheesecake no, treats. No. Oreo
1: cookie cheesecake and New York style cheesecake. I didn't Did realize they Oreo? didn't have Did that anymore.
0: But that's not what you said. You said Hershey's and neither of those are Hershey's. You Oreo's not owned by Hershey. <laughs> or is owned by Nabisco, actually. But yeah, Nabisco, you, you're just trying to save face when I'm right, as always. Artie, you know what, man? Come on. Help us just out. Cut it out. Just cut it out. Okay, let's talk about community. Yeah. They're trying to decide how they're going to decide on who's going to be their roommate, and they land, of course, on pile of bullets. Pile of bullets. They're going to play the game, and whoever's team wins is going to be the new roommate. And then they try to do (laughs) a handshake, and it's really awkward. They're going to need to work on it. I like it. One day we'll
1: tell you why we all have to. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of like dialogue putting them in the position that they're in like to set these like scenarios up that i think is fine yeah there's just not a lot to say about it yeah it's a good episode you guys should
0: watch it yeah i like the brita i like brita's uh place in this heist storyline i do too i think Britta's like really the guy funny that knows a guy also you give me a close-up shot of gillian jacobs and my heart swells it's true. What this episode needs, but I don't know. I feel like it needs something like a heist or like a drug smuggling ring, like they're working a, a job, but they've done that Making before.
1: Making it more like Chicken Fingers, but with books. Yeah, I know. They've done that before. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I think it, I
1: still would have preferred for them to like uncover Greendale's like black market book trade, you know, where like Garrett is like running shit Kingpin, or like something yeah. like that, you know? I think that'd be funny. Yeah. Just like there a are Garrett teachers that are in, it. in on it.
0: Yeah, put, put it in a paintball. Just put it in a paintball in a garret,
1: and we have our stuff. So Britta
0: <laughs> starts talking about weed, and right after she says something, Chang comes into the room because this is his smoking spot, and he has a bong and he's singing "Legalize It, Don't Chang It." <laughs> <laughs> Chang gets some really funny standout moments in this episode, like he has been all season. Yeah, his facial expressions are the best. I have a funny happened to me yesterday. Dispensary story, Zach. Okay,
1: so is it after for the podcast, yeah. After work, I stopped by a dispensary in my legal state of Illinois, and I, you know, was gonna pick up like a, you know, couple things. And as I'm walking in, there's a guy that I saw like, no, just for candy. Uh, this guy was standing outside, and I saw him him asking someone who just walked out like a question. And the guys kind of kept walking, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm about to be solicited. So I get out of my vehicle, and he's like, Hey, bro can you do me a favor? And I was like, depends on what that favor is. And he like pulls out like a little one hitter and he's like, can you put some of whatever you come out with in here for me? Just a little bit. And I said, I'm not getting anything that goes in there. And he was like, really, are you getting tablets? And I said, uh, Nope. He said, tablets. what are you getting? And I said, lotions. And he said, which was not true at this time. <laughs> I do use some of the bomb though, which helps. Um, okay. But he was like, he was like, don't be weird, bro. Just help <laughs> me out. And so me being a fine, upstanding citizen walked in and immediately told the people at the desk that, hey, there's some guy out there asking people for their weed. <laughs> It'd be, and they're like a homeless guy. Yeah. And I was like, I really don't think so. He didn't look homeless.
0: The guy, he said, don't be weird, bro.
1: <laughs> and that's what that's what lost it for me when he told me, don't be weird, bro. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be weird. Yeah. I came out there to, to lotion him up, but he wasn't there anymore.
0: That's funny. I'm here to buy lotions, various balms. <laughs> Don't be weird, bro. Just squeeze your lotion in my one-hitter. Just, just let me smoke your loche, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So before we cut away from the heist or whatever, they they realize that Chang's an issue. They're not going to let him leave, even though he's got no problems with the shady shit going down. Mm-hmm. So they tie him up because Hickey just always has rope yeah and then now we're too hard for like I sex
1: reasons and not no idea
0: how we're gonna describe it or comment on it because we're not meant to understand it as they play pile of bullets it's just ridiculous there's nothing to it there's not a lot of story stuff going on the game doesn't make any sense the tokens don't make any sense the 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 bidding Bang! certainly doesn't make any sense and that's what makes it so funny so i don't really have a lot to say about it other than i really really like it and vince gilligan's performance is the narrator
1: yeah, and I just all of
0: the warped VHS design that they have going on like it's a really old tape that's been through some shit. I love it. I really love the like
1: the evolution of the game from like nobody knowing what's going on to then Abed and Annie kind of knowing what's going on to then Abed and Annie like Playing really for the understanding other the game because
0: they they get it. They're like D- just trade just oh, say man. yes and he's I like, love uh. when he yeah when he like asks them a question or something and gives a space and he just stares at them and the camera lingers on it for too long, which is great because that's
1: because like those games like okay bang. it's a surprise when I say bang,
0: <laughs> draw, rattler, bang five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to say, but it is quite funny. He said, "Collect your tokens." He can't see you. <laughs> Draw. Bang, 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 bang. Odd number players. Give up like, two cards. We have numbers. Thing, an image shows up, like the Rattler, but this time, like, another of the narrators shows up and <laughs> to tell them something different from what the main screen narrator is telling. I would play this game. Oh, people yeah. Made, people bang, 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 bang. People made the 8 game real. Someone should make pile of bullets real. Yeah. Rachel's saying, are we sure this is a game or is it some kind of art film? And Abed and Annie are like, okay, we didn't do it right. We're going to rewind it and start over. And everyone else is like, no, let's just quit. Nobody knows how to play This game's stupid. But uh, it's more important than that. And Annie's mean. She's like, oh, sorry, Rachel. Is this your home? (laughs) Well, this is what we're playing. That's funny. Abed takes Rachel to the side and holds her hand and is like... Rachel, just focus. We got this. And meanwhile, Annie, like, slaps her brother and he doesn't move. (laughs) Like, slap, slap, tries to get his attention again, and he still doesn't move. So she's like, okay. (laughs) That man's seen what happens
1: after you die. I don't think he's interested in the game.
0: This moment's really funny. They start the game over, and it starts with him going, howdy! And they just go, howdy. (laughs) We've been here before. The ransom video of Chang is what we cut to. This is a really funny thing. I love textbooks. That's why I stole these. (laughs) Believable, do it so we can believe it. If I, I Nicole love how like serious Shane Gibson. That. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's why I did it, just so I could come in and kiss textbooks. <laughs> He's so good at that like deadpan
0: calm voice. Chang, it is is just so Kim funny. Zhang, yeah. It is very funny. They can have him do or say anything and it's funny. <laughs> so that's why I stole him. That's all. Thank you. Please <laughs> off the rule. His he does those turns really funny. Yeah. We've I don't gotten, get the throughout Gary the Oldman series reference. we. I don't get that, but throughout the series, oh, it says as Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just know that throughout the series we've gotten. I Hulu didn't just masturbate here. References. I masturbated everywhere. Yeah, and or Annie was like, uh, "What websites do they want blo- unblocked? Everything. Everything." And here it's uh, Britta doing it with everybody. This is the first one that I've been like, "All right, I've had enough of it. Mm-hmm. It's becoming the new." Well, there you go, Joe Schmo, or uh, see you in a few years, David Hyde Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jane goes right to sucking his thumb. <laughs> but no, there's just not a lot to these stories. It is a good episode. I definitely like it more than the Duncan, uh, that episode. I don't even remember the. Babies yeah, the with the Brita friends. But for the most part, this isn't that high up on the season list, although it's still a good, solid episode of Community. A lot of laughs. Jeff's getting hogtied. Could be fun. Shirley's really becoming the crime boss of the situation. It's interesting to see how ruthless she can go. What do we say about Pile of Bullets? It's just madness. It's madness. It's chaos. It's everything we want it to be.
1: I like how not into it Rachel and Anthony are.
0: Yeah, to the point where they're just playing for them, and they're so into it. Ee-ha! Did, Did you ever remember say, say yeehaw? Eehaw? Anyone that didn't loses a turn. The subtitles <laughs> were wrong right there, but Anthony, g- uh, give me your snake token. Just say yes. I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> tornado tornado they stand up and start going around in circles nine pass seven all the numbers make no sense not at all draw bang And then it explodes 10 9 you guys just gotta watch this it's, it's yeah so now stuff. they're so to win the game you have to roll a die
1: and have it land on your your player, player number. number but neither of them get their number their
0: bullet number. How many bullets they have left. And if you win, you fast forward to the red screen to get your gold. But Whee! since they didn't, I really love the ending scene where he like takes off his hat and he's like, looks like modern times are rolling <laughs> in. And he puts on a conductor's hat. I don't know. It's really funny. I really see think it would have been funny
1: if in the world of the show, they like referenced the sequel game that would have to do with trains.
0: Ticket to Ride. Yeah. The VHS game. The VHS game. And this Jesus is when Christ. it breaks. The game didn't end the way it was supposed to. Nobody won, so now they let it slip why they were doing this, and they're trying to decide who's going to be their roommate. And Rachel puts it best when Abed explains it. She's like, that is not an explanation that would make anybody want to live in this place. <laughs> yeah. And she gets up and leaves, tells Abed she doesn't like this side of him, and I do not like the <laughs> side of VCR technology. Dead medium. Brie Larson sells her lines so well. She does such great facial expressions, and she's just such a good actress. Yeah, she's a great actress. So now it's really awkward, and Anthony's the one to say, I don't really know how girlfriends work, but I don't think you have one anymore. (laughs) Damn. Now we're back in the heist. They've got Chang and Jeff tied up because they tried to get out. Britta's calling someone who's going to meet up and and see how much money they can get for this thing. Um, And what else is going on?
1: Uh, now Jeff's trying to convince them that Britta's going to double cross
0: them. Right. Take all the money, even Steven. Chang trying to like get what Jeff is saying and laughing at whatever he says. Oh, that's rich. <laughs> I like the moment when Hickey and Britta are fighting. And Britta says, don't listen to Jeff. He's just trying to divide us. And Jeff gives a really cute like eyebrow lift of like, yep. <laughs> he's just having fun. Yeah.
1: Well, because it's funny how easily they turn on each other. Always, yeah. Like it, it, takes nothing Shirley for this entire group to descend into anarchy. Each other.
0: Shirley's reason to hide on to turn on Hickey is just, why do you have so much rope? <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you. Britta tries to calm everyone down, says we just need to think about it and and everyone cool down. And this is a funny cut. Then it cuts to now Shirley has also tied Hickey <laughs>
1: and Britta down, which I would have loved to see now Shirley <laughs> managed to get the rope from Hickey, Hickey. and get them down. <laughs> She's just that good. You know how? Because she's got three kids. That's how she could wrangle
0: those adults. She needs that money. Yeah. So she wheels off the books, and we cut back to the apartment as Anthony is leaving. And this is where we get that moment that we referenced a little bit before. Anthony's sad, and, and Annie thinks the tension between them is because of stuff that happened in their childhood back at home. It shows how much Annie is still stuck in all of that. Uh, it turns out that that's not why Anthony thinks stuff is being weird. Uh, but we do learn that when Annie went to rehab... Uh, the mom disowned her. Mm-hmm. And she says that Anthony sided with the mom, which at first sounds like a cut. Like I get why yeah. he, Annie would be upset about that. And and Anthony shot, sh- uh, shoots her right back down and says, I'm not talking about that. I can tell that your roommate who <laughs> used to live here has left a big hole in this place and there's a lot of tension. And also, I was 13. What was I supposed to do before yeah. with mom? I think that line cuts really deep. That's and, and great. It says a lot in just a couple seconds and... Yeah, I think it's a good moment. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Abed's apology to Rachel? The Pablo returns to, adorable. to let the rain down on Abed, and there's the rainbow, and he gives a movie apology to her. I think it's so cute. It is cute, and it really is bittersweet that Brie Larson had to leave the show. Yeah. Because this is like the cutest if, thing ever. If f***ing
1: Friends did this shit, people would be sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Friends. But you would be sobbing. I'm sure you I would be friends. If the office She got off the plane. It's shut the f up. I cry every time. I actually do cry at Chanica Chanica? Haha. <laughs> Chandler and Monica's proposal. Chanica.
0: Chanica. That's what all the real
1: fans call it. <laughs> Sorry, my friend Facebook group. In well, this yeah. is a
0: nice moment because even though he's doing it through some of his quirks, he's able to accept, understand blame that is being put on him yeah. and able to apologize. And like most situations, when you think you've really f***ed up with a new romance, it's not like that. She just like needed a minute to be mad at him and to like be away for like a second. And yeah. and everything's okay. Totally. It stops and I, I think and This the shows how much, much much more mature Abed is. <laughs> the slip and fall does kind of undercut the moment. You hired a stunt person. No, I did not. <laughs> That's great physical comedy. That's a great way to resolve that conflict. A very Abed way. In a very cute way. Yeah. And now we get the culmination of uh, of the textbook thing. Shirley has sold out all of her friends for this money from the textbooks. I know this guy is someone. Communi has mentioned his name. He's a musician. Do you remember what his name was? Pull up Communi's... We're, we're running really short. Pull up Communi's yeah. email again. Let's see who this guy is. Who the f***? Yo, who the f*** is this? Paul Williams. I'm Googling Paul Williams. He's a composer. Co-wrote songs that I don't know. Best known for his roles as Little
1: Enos in Smokey and the Bandit, as well as the orangutan oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Virgil in Battlefield Planet of the
0: Apes. Here we go. He wrote the Rainbow Connection for the Muppets movie. Ah. And Waking Up Alone. He wrote the main song for the Barbra Streisand, A Star is Born. Nice. He wrote the theme song for The Love Boat. Ooh. Okay. You and Me Against the World. So I don't feel that bad for not knowing who he is.
1: Yeah, he's one of those people that, like, you know what he's done, but wouldn't necessarily, like... You know he looks familiar. Season 5 of
0: Community has all been about filling it up with the cameos. He has an Oscar? His cameo doesn't really do a lot here, but it is, it is a funny moment watching Shirley, who has sold out all of her friends for this money, uh, is only going to get 20 bucks out of it, just the cost that, it would, that you would get out of recycling them, because mm-hmm. the books are misprints. That's why they were stashed away somewhere. They don't have any page numbers, which is a really unfortunate misprint.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's not what you want out of your science books.
0: It's not what you want. What a clever way to point it out too. And I like the way that he talks to himself as he trails away. He's like, ah, oh, idiot, you know, turn to page Joe, oh, there is no page. Ha ha. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> that's funny. Just a crazy dude trying to sell some textbooks, I guess. Truly no, walks in to apologize that walk of shame to untie her friends that she's literally just left stranded. And that's literally <laughs> the end of that storyline, because now we're gonna cut to everyone coming back to the study room. Yeah, I feel like that's in the same
1: vein as like the um, we're all pretty embarrassed at the end of last this. week. Yeah, we're all pretty embarrassed about that. So we're just going to kind of drop it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But now it feels not like a funny joke and more like a cop out. Uh, yeah. last week's reminds me of, there's a really funny episode of the Simpsons where they like get in a bus crash and they have like a Lord of the flies thing with the children like stuck on this like Island. That's incredible. And the episode ends without showing how they get out of it, but they have gotten out of it. And in the end there's a narrator, I think James Earl Jones, who's <laughs> like, and how did they get out of this one? Who saved them? Oh, I don't know, let's say Moe, and then the episode, like, fades out. <laughs> That's totally what they did last week. Like, it's a non-purpose thing. That's But this so feels funny. like a cop-out to a story, just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's nice to have this little moment that doesn't ham too much on it, but this is the first time they've directly talked about Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, maybe we need to live with a the therapist. Uh, Troy kept the peace between the two of them, and Annie and Abed are both, like, anal and competitive in weird ways that makes them work pretty cool as a team, but also makes them like butt heads against mm-hmm. each other. And they have a nice little conversation here addressing that. It's a cute little moment. I like it. Something happens where like Brito walks in and sits down, and they look at each other as if maybe they should let Britta move in, and they're both like, nah, let's go Let's look at Craigslist. <laughs> Everyone else walks in wearing the same clothes from yesterday, and literally the ending of the storyline, everyone's like, well, yeah, but we learned a lesson. Sometimes there isn't a lesson. And everyone's like, we didn't learn anything, there's no yeah. point to this. So, it's like, what was the point? I like Abba just going, We played Pile of Bullets. Get we <laughs> away from all that, the episode really is kind of a non ending. And we see the Dean trying to <laughs> relive the magic of the payday moment, trying to write another rap. I like coffee and water, don't, don't step, step to, to me. me. It's like, I lost it, damn it. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. Before we get into the intag. I don't know. Going through it, we got through it really fast. Yeah. I don't think it's one of my favorites. I don't really have much that I don't like about it, which is another reason why we didn't say that much about it throughout it. There's some really funny lines. Uh, Rachel and Anthony are good guest stars, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty inconsequential episode of this show. Yeah, I agree. The end tag I do really like. I like seeing the story behind how the narrator of Pile of Bullets, as played by Vince Gilligan, how his wife helps him make the decision to move to L.A. And Gina Gershon or Gershad. Yeah, Gershon. Do you know her? I've seen her before. Yeah, when she came up on screen, Lily was like, oh my god, it's her. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And then Lily was like, yeah, I don't really know who it is either. <laughs> Are you yeah, I've definitely seen her, her, her
1: before. I can't necessarily think Google of it. what
0: gershawn with an n uh she had roles in the films cocktail red heat showgirls bound she's in face off i recognize her from showgirls she's the she was on girlfriend. rescue me the tv show rescue me mm. and she's on riverdale now oh not watching that yeah in showgirls she's, she's Jughead's like mom on have riverdale. you seen showgirls
1: no well there's like a guy that comes to the strip club and like he and his girlfriend like have Elizabeth like uh the main girl dance for them and she's like the girl and she's like yeah grind
0: on him oh i really like this whole thing i, I think like that's his her. his joke about uh well you think the apple computers is going to make you any money giving stock <laughs> options as a bonus you just became the luke skywalker of the new <laughs> star wars and then the you remember that cocaine you keep talking about trying? <laughs> and Vince Let's. Gilligan, this whole thing, has like puppy dog eyes. He's just like this sweet guy. And he's like, we do? Oh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it's a funny little thing. The intags have been killing it ever since they lost Troy. I'm just getting weirder and yeah. weirder. That you don't even think about at all about how the pile of bullets guy is like an actor in the world. And like how he got that job. And then now here at the end, we actually see it. It's so funny. It is funny. Really clever. That's the end of the episode, Steven. Enjoyed it, not overwhelmed positively by it. Uh, But who's your MVP? Can you go first? Sure. I'm doing something that I have never done in the history of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. My MVP is going to dual duty. It's going to be shared this week by both Annie and Abed. I don't think anyone stands... I, I know you don't like it, but Annie – and nobody really stands out to me in this episode as an MVP. But all of a sudden in this episode, Annie and Abed are a huge revelation of a comedy duo. Mm-hmm. So I am going to give it to them. If I had to give it to just one, it's tough because they both have really great moments. I think I got to. I got to split. They'll, they'll share custody on weekends.
1: <sighs> yeah, I – Wanted to hear what you said so I could react and that would finalize my answer for me. Between the two of them? Well, because for me, it's a toss-up between...
0: And Shirley.
1: And Shirley. And Shirley's who I was leaning towards going into talking about it because I thought Shirley did a really cool job. But I don't really care about that plot line, so I can't get to Shirley. Um, I'm going to go Abed. I think the thing that pushes Abed a little bit ahead for me is just that final like water can scene. I think that was really cute and really sweet. That is cute. Um, And I think that Annie... I mean, it was neck and neck until that. Annie just didn't get a scene like that where she was the driving force in it.
0: That that moment in the end is really nice, but I mm-hmm. get that. I get your reasoning. Well, we've done it in near-record time. This was really fun. Let's let's get out of here. Let's tell the people what they need to know. Next week, we're diving back into the world of Dungeons & Dragons with Community's second D&D episode. We're talking advanced advanced dungeons and dragons i'm excited send us in your mvp your favorite funny moment and your trivia from that episode to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com and also if you like what we do here and you want to help support us and get more content out of it if your names maybe Artie, uh check us out at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast where we do weekly patreon exclusive shows twice a week a lot of fun come hang out steven where can the people find us well, if you have three tokens, uh,
1: you can draw and yell "bang bang" Twitter uh, and go follow us over. At you can't disappoint. Um, if you have any snake venom, you can then go take over and poison us over on Instagram over at Can't Disappoint Podcast. Um, and then if you're just a rootin' tootin' cow person a boot uh, scootin boogie a boot scootin sorry boogie. about my sick voice everybody nice um <laughs> then you can go uh subscribe like double tap the bell ha- yep. make love to the the like button did you follow like it us. did you
0: hate it what would you rate it you're the best you're, you're the, best. the best what should, what should I, review I review next,
1: next? Uh, uh over on facebook and youtube under the whole like name of the you show like, hit
0: the bell as well
1: hey yo uh you can't disappoint a podcast
0: been a lot of fun two years of this thing can you believe it wow bang bang we'll be back next week from inside the dreamatorium i'm zach well, I'm, I'm steven never mind, botched it from inside the dreamatorium black lives matter and i had something clever to say but now i'm in a bit of a delirium i'm not feeling so hot so i'm zach <laughs> i'm steven and we will see you next week we love you very much tornado
1: Eat your so this my
0: freestyle rap apology. Well, I'm a peanut bar, and I'm here to say, your checks will arrive on another day. Another day, another time, another rhyme, another dollar, another stuffed shirt with another white collar. Criminals, Wall Street, taking the pie, and no, all the black man kids is the plain of white lies. Prisons recruiting them, these bees shooting them, rap artists losing them, labels all deluding them, rock Obama are scared! Cause I don't swallow knowledge and I spit it for me Let me clear my throat I don't know what that was
1: I don't I don't know what that was